Jews, when they get successful, they help their people and some of the Afri- African Americans. Maybe I'll get in trouble again. They don't want to help anybody. I love gay people. That's known. Hello and welcome. We're back. Episode 22. 22 22 weeks in or so. I think we missed a week. Um, Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Brian Beckner, as always. Uh, stoked that you are a part of it, and we're moving right along. I mean, we're, we'll be at 100 in no time, and I'm excited about it. It's going, it's going really well. Uh, I hope everybody, and if you haven't, you need to right now – well, not right now. Listen to this one and then go back. Uh, got a chance to listen to the two-part draft stravaganza we did. I want to thank special guests Jason Stewart and Travis Rogers for joining us. Uh, I thought the draft stravaganza went – Excellent. It was incredible. Uh, the record, I kind of fucked up the, I know people get annoyed that I keep pointing this out, but the recording quality wasn't that great. I fucked it up. Um, we were drinking and fucking Ed Daly got a little woozy towards the end. He was locked in a bathroom. We were here in the Dachler pad with my shirt off, Baller Lifestyle World Headquarters. It was hot. It was crazy. Uh, but the, the, show I thought went incredible go to go incredibly go to iTunes and download it or go to the website theballerlifestyle.com and download two parts episode 21 draft stravaganza I I am not it's not easy for me to say this but I was the fourth funniest person on that show it was all the all the contributors brought their A game the draft picks were insane and that leads me to there's a new mailbag up Right now on the site, and there's we're sifting through a lot of people's draft picks for the next mailbag, mailbag email, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com because uh, there's a lot of people that take quarrel with our picks, which you should. I mean, some of the picks were fucking stupid. I mean, the categories were stupid, the picks were stupid, a lot about it was stupid, and it was supposed to be so. If you want to weigh in, if you want to critique our picks, you want to point out issues with what we did, how you could have done it better, we welcome that. And we'll use them. We'll talk about them on the show, and we'll uh, we'll definitely include them in the next mailbag. So go listen to that. I'm not trying to self-promote. I mean I am. I am trying to self-promote. But the point is the draft extravaganza was really, really funny. Um, really, really incredible uh, uh, contributions from our, our guests. And a lot of people like to point out that I introduced Travis last, and people think that's really funny. Like I've somehow shamed him or uh, I, I reduced his level of uh, importance, but I, I don't know. I just kind of went around the table, and uh, and he got introduced last. So that there was no there was no malice on my part there. Um so yeah, that's what's up. Uh, yeah, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Also fancy sex. We're working on another fancy sex. It may or may not be up by the time you hear this. Um we have some good questions. We have some sort of quasi just a little bit just a sort of creepy questions. Um uh, the the you know, Kate and I 
people write this together. Fancy Sauce and I, I both write the uh, the fancy sex column, and it's just you know I don't I don't feel like uh, fancy. Fancy's looking to answer general re- sex and relationship questions. As I'm, am I? I don't think she really is interested in answering specific questions about herself and her sex life. That's just. Uh, she hasn't told me that, but I, I, I'm, I'm the one that gets the that reads the emails. So, uh, please, though, send more. We've gotten some really good ones. Some, you know, really on the nose. Some really, really good stuff. So, fancy sex at theballerlifestyle.com because I, I really enjoy doing that column as well. So, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Fancy sex at theballerlifestyle.com. Download draft extravaganza. I'm done self promoting. I'm introducing one of, one of the stars. A lot of people, I got an email today or a, a tweet today that said Ed Daly won the draft extravaganza. And it's hard to take issue with that because he was amazing as he always is. Ed, my co host, introducing, welcome, Ed Daly. Ed, how you doing? Brian, I'm, uh, I'm missing an old friend right now. Whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> uh, a certain character from our childhood seems to be missing and that man is casey Kasem. zoinks <laughs> like zoink scoob yeah he uh oh, that's a pretty good one he is i i know he was ill but apparently his wife uh is on the lamb with him gene Kasem. remember when it was considered that gene Kasem was like too hot for him <laughs> yeah when she was like mrs uh tortelli the second mrs tortelli <laughs> Yeah, in the '80s, she—I mean, you look even looking back, like how much coke were people doing in the '80s? Because she was never hot. She, his much younger wife has got to be ancient by now, because Casey Kasem—he, I mean, he was using a lot of shoe polish back then. He has to be 90 years old or close to yeah, it. 82, but he—that's it. Yeah, I, oh, as man. we've discussed in the past, just like Conrad Bain died and he was like 80. These people did not look good in the 80s. That's true. That's right. Con- Conrad Bain was only 80 when yeah, he died he was like, like last year. He was like 51 when he was Philip Yes. yes. That's crazy. Pretty soon we're going to be living forever because he looked like he was 75 years old. Same with Casey Kasem. I can't believe he's only 82. What? Ed, what's like? I've only tangentially gotten. I know, like Casey Kasem's in hospice, and I love when old guys die and everybody's like they're not even dead yet, and people like want the fucking money. Like Dennis Hopper dies of prostate cancer, and he's like trying to get a quick divorce before the Grim Reaper shows up to his hospital room, so he doesn't have to give all his money to his wife. And it sounds like this is that sort of situation where Gene Kasem, that hot. <laughs> Is trying to hold on to all the dough, keep yeah, the, the dough kids, away from the kids. Yeah, the kids – at one point I remember hearing I, – I forget where I heard it, but they were like picketing outside his house so they could get inside the house to see him. <laughs> and I can't believe I'm In the Washington Post, it says, Casey Kasem's children have complained that they have been unable to see their father in accordance with agreement with their stepmother, mother, daughter Carrie Kasem. And, of course, he's another one with the uh, – everyone's got the letter K. All the Ks. Um, yeah. Carrie Kasem had sought a temporary cons- conservatorship and was appointed her father's temporary caretaker on Monday. And then her attorney said the family believes the entertainer has been taken to an Indian reservation in the in Washington state by the wife. Oh, 
Because <laughs> there's, there's no lobs yeah. there. <laughs> They're in some sweat lodge right now. Poor Casey's on ayahuasca. Yeah, he's... <laughs> <laughs> they like smuggled him out. Like they they take they took him to a sovereign nation where where U.S. jurisdiction can't reach. <laughs> I don't understand like he, where why where he is physically matters because they need they need to take him somewhere, get him on the ayahuasca, put him in the right. sweat lodge so they so they can work him into signing over power. So of they attorney. can smoke uh, the peace pipe with uh, Randy Quaid and his wife. <laughs> Aren't they yeah, hiding yeah. somewhere there too? Right, with some lawyer. Yeah, they were. Yeah, I think they. But they were in like Canada or something. Yeah. That, you know? I don't know. It's a weird, weird uh, escape route. But the poor kids just want to see their dad. I mean, maybe it's just that they want dough. But like, it, it might just yeah. be that they want to see their dad. And and Mrs. Tortelli is just on the lamb with them. Yeah, she she wants to keep all that weekly top forty money. Um, how, how was your weekend? That well, I, I do have a story about that. That reminds me that we should remind everyone that Zsa Zsa Gabor is still. How alive. is this possible? She, I think I might have taken her in our death pool as my person to survive the year. Why? Yeah. And you, she's we're halfway. Through I think almost. the people who survive should be given double points because right now I'm up one yeah. nothing with Mickey Rooney. Yeah, I feel like you shouldn't get like your points should be weighted because Mickey yeah, Rooney. That should have been like a old. quarter point. Yeah, we should we should figure that out at some point. I think it's like number of years <laughs> till a hundred is how many points <laughs> you, you get. Go. So Mickey Rooney was ninety something. So you get it, uh, however it'll be many, very scientific by the end of the year. We'll have a formula. We'll, we'll figure it out. But yeah, Jaja continues to kick somehow. I don't even understand. I, I don't she, think and she's, she's legless, I, I, say, I don't think she's able to actually kick. And her kids are pissed because her husband, Prince von Renhelt, is just, as long as she's alive, he's got access to all the and accounts. And he's the, the guy who's, <laughs> who claimed to father Anna Nicole's baby at one point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's out there partying. I saw he was throwing a big, lavish Christmas party. And he... and. Jaja was there, like holed up in a room, and you could like go visit her. She probably looks like um, Arthur Digby <laughs> Sellers in the. In the and Iron a fine Lung. day to you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, so here's here's my story. I was at I had like a uh, little league finally ended, and but but before the last game, we had like a a, a post game like team party, and anybody with kids. And I, your kids are getting to team sports age. Yeah, I, I went through one of these with, in soccer season. They're fucking real horrible. bad. You go to you go to like a pizza place. You're like, is it okay to drink? Like everybody's looking around. Finally, somebody like orders a beer, and then and then all of a sudden the floodgates are open. Everybody's <laughs> just pounding, getting loose, making out with each other's wives and stuff. But uh, yeah, I went to one of these parties, and it was like real. It was like in this like sort of posh neighborhood that was right on the beach the party was right on the beach and uh and i you know i was like just trying sipping my beer had a slice of pizza like putting in my time till i could leave and uh because i was one of the coaches you know and i think they like were gonna give us all a gift or you know whatever so i was just kind of or i was waiting for him to cut the cake and uh, so i was like kind of waiting for it to end and this this uh, woman 
struck up a conversation with me. Mm. She was like one I'd never talked to her before. She was one of the uh kids on the team's mom. Okay. And uh I didn't I don't know I didn't know her at all. And so she's like and I think she might also I'm you know, I'm a single dad. I have a girlfriend. But I'm not, you know, I'm not married or anything. So she she, she thought you were in play. Single. I am not sure. I'm not I'm not I'm really not sure because it was a weird interaction. But uh she's like Striking, you know, she's like telling me her job, and then she's like, "What, you know, what's your job?" And uh, we kind of, I'm like, oh, "I try to, I do this broadcasting thing on the side, and I have a little radio thing, and it's just kind of making conversation." And she's like, "Oh my god," she's like, "You are really funny," and I'm like, "And I had not said anything funny," mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Oh, cool, thanks, that's nice." And she's like, "You know," she's like, "You really remind me. <sighs> Who's that one actor?" And I'm, and this is not, this does not go well for me. <laughs> there's, there's no like really flattering thing she could say. And I'm like, I, you know, I don't know. Like kind of hoping it will go away. Like she'll get over it. And she's like, oh, you know, you, you, you get this. You, people tell you this, you know, you know what I'm going to say. And I'm like, so I kind of go, uh, and this is one I get. And it's not, I'm not like hurt by it, but, it, and I can sort of see it. People sometimes tell me I look like Jimmy Kimmel. Okay. So I go, I go, Oh, um, Jimmy Kimmel. And she's like, no. (laughs) So you have to tell her what she's thinking. So I'm like, yeah, Jimmy Kimmel, you know, um, I, I get a lot of that. I occasionally people tell me and she's like, no, no, that's not who I'm thinking of at all. And she apparently knew who Jimmy Kimmel was. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, uh," she's like, no, she's like, this guy's like a movie star. And I'm like, Oh, um, I, I really don't know. I don't look like any, I've never heard that at all. And she's like, you know him. He's like really funny. He's like that really funny movie star. And I'm thinking like, fuck, like Jack Black or like, there's no real flattering answer. Right. If you're really funny, like, I don't know what the high watermark is for really funny, but good looking actors. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So she's like, um. She and so she's like, yeah, he's like a movie star. She's like, you know, I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And she's like, you know, he's he's, um, you know, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. And I'm like, Gene Wilder. No, oh. I go, Johnny Depp. And she's like, yes, totally. <laughs> wow, you have to get that all the time. And I'm like, no, of course I don't get that. So here's my thing. One, I don't know how to take this compliment. Well, he's he's good looking. He's small, but sure, and he wears he's, a lot of stuff. But he's a good-looking he's, guy. He's very handsome. I look nothing like him. One, two. She 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 thinks of me and him in the movie where he was doing a gay Michael Jackson impersonation, <laughs> which is good. And also, she thinks Johnny Depp is hilarious. That's that's the real problem. That's the problem. Yeah. She's mentally ill, is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. So I ha- I got that going for me. I look I look like Johnny Depp. <clears throat> um, t- coming up on the show today, now with your host Johnny Depp from Charlotte, your host Willy Wonka. Uh, we have um, we're gonna we had to hit on Donald Sterling was a big topic this week. Um, Michael Sam also. We're gonna jump on those real quick. There was a. I'm just gonna tell you right now, Ed. Okay. I can pretty much guarantee. That you'll never hear about me 
dying in a hot air balloon accident. <laughs> but some people did die in one, and uh, so we'll talk about that. And also, there's there's a basketball player at Yale. So, you know, college so, basketball sort of, player. Sort of a basketball player. Sort of. He's probably pretty smart. But he had bigger dreams. He, Yeah, he was playing D1 college ball. Not on scholarship, but, you know, still. Ivy League. Like, that's big time. That Didn't that uh, Jeremy Lin go there? Yale? He went to Harvard. But Harvard, same difference. Yarvard, Goodwill Hunting. Either way, uh, this guy had bigger dreams than playing college hoop. He quit to do something else that he thought would be more fun. And we're going to talk about that as well. Um, Ed, where do you want to start? Let's start with uh, Donnie Boy Sterling. Monday, the exiled Clipper owner gave a rambling interview to Anderson Cooper in which he harped on the fact that Magic Johnson had those AIDS and right. <laughs> Jews, yeah, the AIDS. Jews, when they get successful, they help their people and some of the Afri- African-Americans, maybe I'll get in trouble again. They don't want to help anybody. Brian, your, uh, your thoughts on this 10 pounds of shit in a five-pound bag? You have to love a guy that defends his horrible racism with horribly racist comments anytime somebody like brings up race trying to differentiate race like really really trying to dig in like oh my people do this they're just terrible people you never find somebody that only identifies themselves as just being a certain race or religion like those are the worst people yeah, exactly, and he uh, he's really has it in for Magic Johnson, who he hates, and he, he really wants want to go out of his way to say that Magic Johnson doesn't do anything for the black community, when as many things as you could say, as many criticisms as you could have of Magic Johnson, he's a very philanthropic guy, he starts businesses in black communities almost exclusively, Movie theaters, Starbucks. He he puts jobs in the black community. He donates money. He puts his money where his mouth is. He shows up. Like the one thing you can't say about Magic Johnson is that he doesn't help African American people because he does. And there was a weird moment where I, it, maybe it was just the clip I saw, but Anderson Cooper didn't make him expand on it where he, he kind of said – there's no African-America or something like that, and then it just tailed off, and I, I wasn't sure where he was going with that. That could have been a fun. Yeah, I mean he sort of was just letting him hang himself. Yeah, he did a good job of did, that because he didn't have to he, do much. He, yeah, he definitely could have been um, – could have followed up a lot more because he sounded like a fool, and he it was, it's, it was almost like – and a lot of people are comparing it to this, the Sandusky interview. When Bob Costas is interviewing Jerry Sandusky – Sandusky wants to tell you that he likes to sex young boys. Like he – it was hard for him not to just say it because he – in his demented mind, he didn't think there's anything wrong with it. And that's that's where Donald Sterling's coming from. He is racist and he doesn't think he should have to hide the fact that he's racist because he's got the fucking keys to the castle and he can do whatever the fuck he wants because he's John- Donald Sterling. Saturday, the Rams picked Michael Sam in the seventh round and ESPN aired the emotional Sam kissing his boyfriend. Of course, this brought out all the crazy and all the redneck religious kooks. People were appalled that ESPN was showing it and uh, what, what did you think, Brian? Well, here's my thing. One, I love gay people. That's known. I am. I applaud Michael Sam in every way for 
not being afraid to share who he is. Um, I also would like to, since it's been a topic on this show, I would also like to acknowledge that Michael Sam appears to be into twinks, <laughs> judging by his boyfriend. But the, also, I feel like, and I don't have a problem with sharing an embrace or anything like that. I think it's cool. I'd like gay people. I like them to be my neighbor because they're nice people and they take care of their shit and they don't have kids. They're like my favorite kind of people. And they like no recipes and they're like a good friend for your wife or girlfriend to have. Like I love everything about the gays. What I don't like is things that are inauthentic and I really got a vibe that that was like a plan. Like here's what we're going to do. I'm going to get drafted. I'm going to embrace you, Carlos, and I'm going to give you – it was like kind of like an Omar and Omar's – like his boyfriend's kind of Latino. I didn't – I wasn't exactly sure. I only saw a quick clip. I didn't see any extended. So he was either yeah. a little white guy or a little Spanish guy. I think he was, yeah, Latino. Um, yeah, I don't like. I don't have a problem with it at all. I don't care. Um, but at the same time, I, it felt kind of staged and inorganic to me, which is kind of not my thing, and not I'm not into that. Yeah, part of it. I, I like the thing I liked about the kiss was it was rubbing people's noses in it that really get offended by yeah. it. I, I yeah. love that. Um, yeah, it, it, and it, and it was meant to it was meant to be provocative, and it was. And I get that, but yeah, I, I don't like the, uh, I don't I don't like things that aren't authentic, and I certainly don't like PDA. I, I'm just not a fan no. of seeing people make out right. at all, of any kind. I sort of agree with that. I don't want to see that. But my favorite last my anyone. favorite part about that whole thing was listening to ESPN anchors and different. Uh, Sports anchors delicately try to hype the moment without saying the wrong thing, and they were like, "This uh, moment with a life partner," and it was just the most awkward thing because these meatheads trying to describe it. it was just great. That you know, I didn't watch it. That that I would have liked because people don't know people don't know how to react to just something that's pretty much normal now. Right? They they were trying to make it a moment, but it was real awkward. It was great. Yeah, yeah, it, it was great and good for him. I hope he makes a team, the Rams. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't hope anybody makes the Rams, but <laughs> I hope uh, he makes a team, and then I hope I never have to hear about the St. Louis Rams again. Right, and and I and I hope that you know other potentially gay players, Mantarteo, <laughs> can just be who they are. Like it's time. It's time. You know, yeah. we're ready. Like Ex- nobody cares. Exactly. Uh, uh, what's what's next? next? This weekend, tragedy struck the University of Richmond women's basketball team. Mm, this is tough. Two coaches and one other person were killed in a hot air balloon incident. Uh, luckily, the police today are finally releasing the causes of death. Brian, uh, would you like to hazard a guess? Well, <laughs> I saw a video of this. <laughs> I can't believe I'm laughing. And the, the basket of the balloon was completely engulfed in flames. <clears throat> so... I'm going to guess that they were either um, some type of burn thermal injuries or blunt force thousand foot fall trauma. That's just a guess. Or, I mean, it could be heroin overdose. Yeah. I, my only guess. Tuberculosis. Exactly. They, my, my guess is they were just trying to be 19th century explorers. <laughs> <laughs> either that or Richard I, Branson fans. I mean, this is really sad. These were you, these were a couple young people, youngish people, and it's people. Don't I mean? I'm sure the view's great from up there. You know where the view's better from being alive. 
I I don't get this one at all. I'm not an extreme sports guy, but especially this one. This seems really boring. <laughs> this is this is slow exactly. slow motion extreme sports. All, all the all the hotter ballooning I know of is like you have some wine and cheese. Yes. Go, I'm fucking petrified of heights. That thing's just floating You're in up a there basket. in the air. You're like the Wizard of Oz. Like who wants this? Yeah, a good strong gust of wind could blow you away. It's just not smart. It's not safe. And don't don't no I don't want to hear how it's safe and your family's been doing it for a hundred years. And you know what? It's it's a way that you could die pretty easily and I I don't know the statistics, but people I imagine a number of people die that way every single year. And you know who's not gonna die that way? Me, because I'm not getting on one of those things ever. <laughs> right. That that's one of those least likely ways to die if, if I were in a headline. Just like you would never hear me uh, getting run over by the rhino who escaped from the zoo who went into an Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> that there's zero chance that'll ever happen to me. Found dead in the chilies. <laughs> nope, never. I, I will not be found nor caught dead in the chilies. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, finally, six foot six Yale hoops player Brandon Sherrod is leaving the team. Before his senior season, a season in which Yale is expected to challenge for the Ivy League title and make the NCAA tournament, which is a pretty big moment for an Ivy League school. Sherrod yes. uh, is leaving the team to be in the uni- university's, quote, famous all-male acapella group, the Whiffin' Poofs. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> what was that word you said before um, acapella group? Famous. <laughs> All right. I, I'm not going to call it famous because I've never even heard of one acapella group. There's there's <laughs> so many acapella groups that are household names in this country. I mean, it's like every day I can't. I'm, I'm reviewing like who's the top acapella acapella group right now. What's the what are the new songs they're doing? Um, I didn't know acapella was a thing until recently when my daughter started watching the movie Pitch Perfect. Okay. Have you seen this movie? You don't have a daughter. I don't have a daughter, and I have no idea what the. I mean, I know of a movie, uh, the 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 fat girl from uh, Bridesmaids, yes. Rebel Rebel Wilson. Right. She's Australian. Yes. Um, yeah. So I've seen that. I know it's a thing. I still. I assumed it was a niche sort of thing. I didn't in the movie. They sort of portray it as it's like cool to be in it. Like there's guys ones oh. because like, there's. All girl acapellas, <laughs> but there's also all guy acapella groups, and it and, and at this fictional school, it's like cool to be in it. But I just assume that was poetic license. That's movie magic. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think that there. You know, there's also Wookies in movies, so you know, I, I didn't think that there was really such a thing as this acapella thing. Definitely not with heterosexual dudes in it, but apparently it is a thing. But here's the thing, Ed. Yes. I grew up like if it was your dream to do a cappella, like just follow your dream. Like, why is basketball entering? Like, I really loved playing baseball as a kid. I played baseball in high school, but I wasn't I wasn't even good enough to play at a junior college. Like that, you know, I, I probably wasn't good enough to play at a high school with better baseball. I if I had a chance to play Division One. College sports, any sport, 
I feel like I would see it through to the end. Aca- love of acapella music be damned. What do you think? <laughs> uh, certainly. And he, this team was like, I think they were like 18 and 14. Like they were, they were not even like a two and 27 team that like would just be miserable. Like it, it was a, a perfectly decent team. But I just, my bigger question is how vigorous are these acapella practices that he can't make basketball too? Exactly. My God, well, what are in, they? Me, 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 me. In, in Pitch Perfect, if you'd seen Pitch no. Perfect, I feel like you need you haven't I'm been really watching Dean. You weren't watching Lindsay Lohan. Come on, you, <laughs> Pitch Perfect. You probably need to watch Pitch Perfect so you can get the the foundation, get the landscape of the acapella world because you would know about this. They in in that one, you're expected to practice all day long on your acapella. I did. I just remembered a famous acapella group. Tell me, R- boys to men, rockapella from uh, Carmen San Diego. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> did Did you happen to have a chance to Google some of the other names? Like, if the Whiffin Puffs are a thing, like, just think about that for a second. Hey guys, uh, I just want you to know, I'm quitting the team. I'm out of coach. <laughs> I'm sorry. I gotta go. I know you're counting on me for next season, but I've decided to pursue my real passion, the thing that I've always wanted to do with my life, my number one goal. (laughs) I want to be a whip and poof. (laughs) It could be worse. I think whip and poof might not be the worst in the country. It would be be hard to find one worse. Well, I'd say University of Pennsylvania. Yeah? The Penny Loafers. Oh. (laughs) You know they wear them, too. And they probably (laughs) wear sweater vests. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure, with the letter P, a big yeah. letter P. Uh, Michigan State, the Acafellas. Oh, that's so bad. That's a pun. That's so bad. Uh, Duke is Deja Blue. Uh, that's that's sort of not that bad, but Duke is so douchey that it makes it yeah. even worse. Johns Hopkins, the mental notes. Oh, my, because they're smart. Yeah. York University, we be jazzing. Oh, that's that's really really bad. I've, although I've never heard of York University, uh, I, I would guess it's in York, Pennsylvania. There you go. Uh, UNC, the Clef Hangers. Oh, because a, a clef is a, a music musical note. note. But the worst, Tell the me. absolute worst. Tell me, Cornell University, another Ivy, nothing but treble. <laughs> so bad like doesn't no one's embarrassed of this i mean apparently not because they're they're singing acapella well whoever that player is brandon something i mean you have to be pretty smart because you got into yale your life right. is gonna go pretty easily for you because you went to an ivy league school unless you're like that one crazy um military gen or military scientist that um that that did the anthrax attacks Oh, was he an Ivy guy? Yeah, well, he he was some kind of smarty, um, but yeah, I, it's insane acapella. I didn't realize it was a thing. And Ed, your homework is to watch Pitch Perfect. <laughs> Thank you for that. There's this one. My girlfriend gets mad. There's this one girl in, in that movie. That little, yeah. little. Is there are there some attractive women on it? Yeah, there's, uh, there's a couple. Like I'm not Anna Kendrick is the star. She's not really my deal. I'm, 
I'm not. I'm not a, a, a buyer. No, I'm not into her at all. But there's another one on the team that I can kind of. Yeah, you should check it out. It's a good movie. Um, okay, Ed. Great job with the sports stuff today. We got through all the big topics, and I know a lot of people, they're not sure what to think until they hear us say it. And I'm glad we're here to tell people what to think about things like Donald Sterling and Michael Sam and getting in hot air balloons. I mean, thoughts and prayers, though. I mean, I could not think, and I don't, I don't know why I keep, start, I start laughing when I talk about this, because it's horrible. It's a horrible, I can't. I'm, feel terrible for those people they died a horrific death but the the lesson is clear i mean don't let these people die in vain don't get in a hot air balloon we should make them illegal like why are they even legal maybe we should put out a list of things that you should never risk death to do we talked about this the the bachelor contestant last week or the week before some bachelor contestant died in a paragliding accident way i'm not gonna die paragliding accident i'm pretty sure you can have so much fun in life without having to star in a Mountain Dew commercial. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we'll leave it at that. Okay, one more – one of our off-topic sports stories, Ed, and this yes. is – this is something that I would like to have witnessed. This is also something that I on a couple of different occasions could have incited or induced myself. And I'll just read you the headline. Delta fl- Delta flight lands at RDU, which is the Raleigh airport, after Oof. passengers get sick. Oh, that's kind of what you're thinking. Oh, man, there's a some kind of diarrhea. It's like a cruise ship outbreak. Right. Uh, it's actually kind of not that bad or kind of worse. It's a lot funnier. Uh, a Delta Airlines flight headed from Las Vegas to Raleigh-Durham declared an emergency just before landing Monday morning after several passengers became ill. According to radio traffic, a person began vomiting on the plane, followed by five cases of sympathetic (laughs) vomiting. Flight 841 touched down just after 6 a.m. because the incident was over so quickly, emergency workers were returned to their regular duties. Well, thank God. Um, Wasn't there a scene? Wasn't this in Stand By Me? Stand By Me and The Goonies. Yeah, Goonies also uh, a vomit inducing. This is a this is an '80s movie meme. <laughs> I'll tell you a story. It's happened to me a couple times. One time on a flight from Vegas, both times because I was tragically hungover. The motion. One time leaving Chicago O'Hare after a weekend at Wrigley, Oof. I was seated. And I was not well, and I had some food at the airport, and I'm like, just get me – I'll just get in that plane, and I'll go to sleep. And I was – got on the plane, and anybody that's flown out of any major hub, but I happen to know O'Hare specifically, it can be a long, long taxi. You get in a long line of planes, and yeah. this, that's what happened to me, and the plane was rolling, and it was the motion of the plane, and it was like turning onto the runway. And before the plane had even left the ground, oh, I no. had to go for the bag and power vom. And I'm not, I'm not trying to brag, but I was sitting in first. And what? I, I had to power vom into the bag amongst the first class glitterati. Everybody was sipping their champagne and throwing, wow. throwing a party up there. It was like it was like we were not in steerage. And I power – like I try to be discreet about it, but there's not really any way in an enclosed area you can hide your vom. 
And how how quiet can you be? Yeah, I mean, I, you could def you would have to know what I was doing. I was very discreet. I'm a classy <laughs> man that vomits on planes. But I will. I do recall that I in my days I was sitting next to my dad and I turned my stepdad. I was turn. I turned towards him. He was at the window and I was at the aisle. I turned towards him to like be discreet, and I, so I kind of had the bag between us. And I <laughs> look at him as I'm about to vom, and all he does is look at me and point his finger the other way, like turn around and do that over there. <laughs> like, or the, he would have been a sympathy man, right? <laughs> in, like in the aisle. So, but no one else vomited. Like I vomited, and then I, as the waitress came by, I just I held up my hand, and I'm like, hey, you know, I got one of these, and she's like, no problem, took it away. It was all good. It would have been much better had the entire plane started a domino <laughs> vomit effect. Yeah, I I cannot imagine being next to – I probably would have a sympathy vomit if I were next to somebody. I've never vomited. I've never seen or heard somebody vomit. What, what but, you, you've never vomited? No, on a plane? Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean on a, on a plane – I, I I always look at those vomit bags and I think like this can't really help that much. Did how, did, how much did you fill the bag? Um, not you know you don't you don't. I didn't have that much in my stomach. I had had like a breakfast sandwich at the airport and some you know residual, <laughs> didn't agree residual booze from the night before. Yeah, it was, it was motion sickness. Ed I had a bit oh. of motion sickness. <laughs> also happened to me one time, and this was even more. One time um, coming home from Vegas to here in Orange County, and that's only in barely an hour flight. And I'd been at a bachelor party, and things were consumed at the bachelor yeah. party. It was a long weekend. Like, I don't really remember having any meals. It got ugly. Um, the room was just, we were in a suite. The room was destroyed. I mean, things got out of hand. It was sort of like a movie, but I get on the plane. Oh, and then right before we get on the plane, there's a Taco Bell in the airport. And, and so I remember one of the guys I was with is like, dude, yes, they have Taco Bell. And I'm like, no. And I'm like, okay. So I, I ate a Taco Bell burrito <laughs> and the plane took, and I had to puke the whole time. Like I was feeling it. I was feeling nausea. And I just – I was like squirming in my seat and the, my buddy that was next to me like was pretending not to know me. He just looked straight ahead the entire time, would not even <laughs> like glance over. Like I thought I was going to die. I thought they were going to have to land the plane for me. And I'm like squirming. I couldn't get comfortable. I'm sweating. I feel like just as much a piece of shit as you can imagine feeling like. Like I said, things were consumed <laughs> during that and I'm like tossing and turning, like beating my head against the side. But I, I've almost made it. We're on approach and we hit some turbulence and like the plane – like everyone's a little scared when you hit turbulence. So the plane's really quiet. And But we're coming in for landing and the plane's bouncing like boom, 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 like the wing's shaking and there was some bad weather. And it was the, – the motion was too much for me. I had like had to dig in the seat back to find the bag and on that one, I was not discreet. I was very loudly and <laughs> aggressive. Fusely. Also, not in first. This was <laughs> I was in steerage for this one. <laughs> Loud. So you know, three across. I'm at the window. Guy I know next to me, pretending not to know me. Guy I don't know on the other side, 
really pretending not to know me. <laughs> and I'm just – and the plane is silent because everyone thinks they're going to die from turbulence. And I'm just loudly and profusely <laughs> vomiting, <sighs> like heaving, like spit, <laughs> shit coming out of my nose, like crying. And then you like don't have anything to wipe your face with and I just – Fill it up. The, the scent, <laughs> the odors there. Like I'm surprised there wasn't a a yeah. Domino the bomb. smell of it is awful. Yeah, there was definitely odor. And the plane landed and taxied to the gate. And I stood up and I just wrapped up the bag and just <laughs> c- calmly placed it on my seat and left the plane. <laughs> we what? It, how long did you have it until you left the plane? Like how how long were you holding a full vomit bag? Maybe like five minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it wasn't like two hours. No, 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 no. Because the plane, like I said, we're on approach. Like I was puking as we landed, like wheels down, puke up. Whoa. Basically. Um, So, yeah, I get this. I really wish I would have been on this flight. This is like one of those um, urban legends. Like there's an urban legend about the guy that jumped on the drink cart and took a shit one time. (laughs) Like you hear a lot of people saying they were on that flight. It's been, you know, it's a, like I said, it's an urban legend. Um, This, this I would have loved to be part of. This kind of uncomfortability and awkwardness is my thing. I would really have enjoyed being on this flight. I had one near puke. I was yeah. coming home from a, uh, it was like a two week trip in Copenhagen. Um, oh, this, so this is when a this is when a Dane <laughs> climbed in bed with you. This this might have been that same two week stretch. Yeah. But the last night was just a full on blowout, and yeah. then having to get probably like an eight a.m. seven a.m. flight from Copenhagen all the way to New York. Yeah, and Copenhagen. It was, it was a long, like probably eight and a half hour flight, and I was I was not in good shape. I was definitely still uh, feeling it when I boarded the plane. Like it was drinking sure. till four or sure. five, and then seven a.m. flight, um, and I slept for a while, and then I woke up with this awful feeling, and I wasn't sure if I was going to vomit or I just needed water, and I like woke up and just grabbed the guy's uh, water. Right ne- on the train next to me, yeah. like without asking or anything, yeah. quickly guzzled it down, and then I sort of apologized. He understood. He he was no, he looked frightened because I I may have like grunted. I, I was in a, I was in bad shape. Yeah. And then uh, so this was Saturday or this was Sunday, and then the Monday morning I get introduced to my new manager. And it was Hans Olofsson from Denmark. It was it was that guy. No, it was the same guy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Bad weekend for you and Danishmen, Danes. <laughs> heavy on the great well, Danes that week. Yeah, I went I went heavy on the Danes. Unfortunately, I don't think they were too fond of me. Uh, yeah, apparently not. Uh, and I I I empathize with them. Uh, as I do with anybody that was on this flight, although I wish I would have been one of the people for sure, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't have had a sympathy vomit. Like you know, the first one smelled really fucking bad that it started making other people puke, or it could have been like a bunch of frat bros and they all were on the verge the whole time. You never know. They just, yeah, but they were frat bros from Duke University. Yeah, well, if it's Raleigh Durham, right? Dude, or maybe they the, could. Yeah, it could have been the Wolfpack too. Or maybe it was uh, the Cornell was playing an away game and the Nothing But Treble gang just started singing and then the vomit happened. They know how to party. Uh, All right, Ed, great job. Everybody – I I don't think I previewed this because we 
haven't been doing it recently, but special event this week. As you know, our regular correspondent and her pop culture segment, Fancy Pop, has been absent for a couple weeks now because she's on assignment doing something else. But we are lucky enough to be joined by her unexpectedly today to talk all things pop culture. Everyone's favorite pop culture correspondent joining us now is Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy Sauce? Surprise. I'm doing very well. Yay. Hi, guys. <laughs> we're, we're so happy to have you. We've missed you. I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you've had a chance to check in, but since you've been gone, we did a special two-part draft stravaganza episode. Did you have a chance to listen? I have. I have listened. Um, I haven't listened to it all, but I've, I've had a bit of a listen, and it was very funny. It's pretty long. Yeah. It's, it's the definition of epic. I haven't listened to it all, but yeah, it, yeah. I, I liked it. I, got some, I, had some, I had some good laughs. It's it's like the Odyssey. You have to listen to the whole thing because um, my my man Ed gets a little punchy towards the end. Oh really? Love it. He's he he's recording in a bathroom, and at one point I have to stop to ask him if he's drunk. <laughs> no, I was. And it's like it's like hot. Well, because didn't, didn't, you got, didn't you guys get drunk though? Yes, but I was in I was in a bathroom, and the thermostat is being controlled in the, elsewhere in my apartment. And my in-laws, in-laws were here, and it was it was a mess. Oh, nice. So I was just hiding in the corner, and it got to be probably about ninety degrees in there. It was punchy. <laughs> Bad times, yeah. You sounded a little, little bit punchy. Yeah, it was a good show, and we're sorry that you couldn't be a part of it, Kate. I'm as sorry always, too. Yeah. But it sounds like you guys had it covered. So well we had done. it covered. We definitely would have like to have your input or at least do you know a little segment with you just get the Aww. whole group in there and just make it out of control and hopefully you can join us next time so hopefully, yeah. as as you know and this has been made very obvious by everything about us uh-huh. ed and myself we're hashtag hetero we're not involved we're not in the know when it comes to pop culture anything like that any kind of celebrity news gossip all this stuff it escapes us because we're, mm-hmm. we're just not in our realm. So that's why we have you on the show. Tell us, Kate, what do we need to know? What's happening in Fancy Pop? Give us the pop culture gossip. Okay. So first thing I want to talk about today is Dolly Parton, who I'm <laughs> a huge fan of. Me too. Dolly Parton, have you ever seen her without long sleeve clothing on? I know what you're getting at here. No, uh, apparently I not. not. No. I mean, think about it. Have you ever seen Dolly Parton's bare arm? No, you she haven't. wears a lot of like long sleeve Western shirts, and even even when she's wearing a dress, she'll always wear a dress, but right. it will be like a long sleeved sort of Western wear yeah, style like, dress. I I can't like say that I've ever seen her arms. Western slash ice skating, like Al- Elvira. Yes, yeah, much like Elvira, long sleeves. Yeah, she's got a style. It's very much her own style, and and I never have thought about this till recently. But well, no, me, I, she does not wear you, short sleeves. Let me tell you why she's covering tell us. herself up because apparently she has a lot of tattoos. Are you shocked? Yeah, I, I was shocked. I, yeah, she doesn't I read seem the story. Type. Yeah, apparently right. her her breasts and arms are tatted up 
like yeah. all the way. She's covered in tattoos. I love. I want this. Like this is one of those urban legends, but yeah. it sounds like it's actually true, and it might be the only urban legend <laughs> that's actually true. I'm really excited about it. Well, I think. I mean, I'm. I'm looking at this link on Jezebel, and there's definitely a picture of um, a little love heart or something in her cleavage that someone's captured. Yes. There's also a clip of her on Leno, like a long time ago when she was 50. I don't know how old she is now, so it was going back a while, where he, she's kind of got cut out um, shoulders on a dress, and he sees a bit of her tattoo, and he kind of looks down there, and she um, says, yeah, I've got an angel, but apparently... She's got tattoos all over her boobs as well, and her, as as well as her arms. But That's correct. They don't have black lines. They're all like um, no black no black outlines, right? They're all pastel colored. Yeah. Angels well, and love hearts and bows. It looks like a She's dung. <laughs> that one picture, like, the, one, the one picture that they're showing, looks like a dung poking out of her boobs. Yeah, <laughs> the one in between her boobs. Well, I don't know. We'll get Ed's take on this, but I'll give you mine. First of all, there's. Dolly Parton is like one of the coolest people. She's like one of the most prolific songwriters, recorders that there is. She's like a singular person, super like uber successful. Mm-hmm. I like, I love everything about her. I think she's a great singer songwriter. She's really cool. She's just a cool person. I love that she has tons of tattoos. I also love that her and her husband have, she's alluded to this several times and really makes no secret about it, that her and her husband sort of have an open relationship. They go out, they just sex people left and right. She's super naughty. She has tons of tattoos. She's a crazy individual and I'm, I'm stoked for her. they for like probably 50 years. Ed. I, I dig her having tattoos <laughs> but... Because it gives her a little extra danger, something about her. But my problem with her in recent years, it's not this this makes it a little bit cool, but she's starting to look like that puppet from Hollywood Squares, Madam. You're talking about Wayland yeah. Flowers and Madam. Fla- yeah. Yeah, she, she's she, she she is that puppet. It, she, I thought that she, puppet was her. She doesn't she does not look as much like Madam as either Jenna Jameson or Madonna do at this point. <laughs> But I could see what you're. Jenna yeah, Jameson really real, starting to look like that. It's a bummer. Like the this, the one who, the woman who came up with like a song as great as Jolene, is yes, is great song is is now looking like like uh, the center square. She well the thing Dolly Parton is like well into her seventies at this point. She uh, is a badass. Yeah, she's you know she's held it together as so long as we, you possibly could. What's our take on the covering up? Is this something that she's been counseled to do at, since you know early on in her career? I don't feel like Dolly Parton takes anybody's counsel. She so does whatever she the fuck she wants. She didn't want to be known as the country, the, like the grandma country singer with tattoos. She's full of sass. There's no way somebody's telling her yeah. what to do, but. That's right. At the same time, she's got all these beautiful tattoos that she probably loves. Like she doesn't want to show them off. Is it? Why not show them off? She thought it was taboo. I have a feeling they're not beautiful tattoos. I have a feeling that I read on this same link. It said something like it's covering up augmentation scars. Is what what one of the rumors is? Right. Which means it could be some really weird looking tattoos, like curvy flower petals and stuff. Yeah, and other than the arms, like you don't really sh- see or you can't 
can think of a scenario like she doesn't have tattoos on her cleavage so there's not really a well, chance that you'd ever see any side boob or under no, boob on Do- dolly parton one, there's definitely one a big one on her arm that you can see through this white shirt which is an angel that's the one she was um telling jay leno about and yeah. that one you know that one looks like it's fairly big and it's not there to cover up a scar. I'm just wondering why she's never peacocked it. And at the yeah, same time, she, if she's in her, if she is in her 70s, I mean, how often do you see people in their 70s their 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 arms, yeah, or boobs? Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. She's yeah, like she's probably had them for a while. Like she could yeah. have shown us to these when um she could have shown us these when she was a little younger. But as a younger it's woman, obviously a decision that she made a long time ago to it, keep them it, covered up. It is an interesting story, and I would like to add that you know any kind of random sex that she's into, that's that's only cool for Dolly. I would never be into that kind of thing myself. Oh, I'm, um, I'm very, very disclaimer. much, I'm very much only into the person I'm with. Okay, I'm a I'm a one woman man. I want that. I just want to put that out there to the audience. Yeah, GTK, baby. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I love that story. I love Dolly Parton, and this only makes me love Dolly Parton more. Kate, yeah, what else is going on? Next story. Uh, okay, next story. Here's something you never thought you'd hear. Chris Brown has been sentenced to another 131 days in prison after a probation violation because he punched somebody outside a club in D.C. This guy never this learns. Should ever. be 131 years. This guy right. is a sociopath. He's go- he mark my words, and I'm not even going out on a limb. He will commit a murder at some point. There, I, I feel think like I don't think there's any question of that. Out. Yeah, I I know he's Ed, really I know he's really like popular or famous popular, but the ratio of arrests to songs I could recognize is probably like 25 to zero now. Like I don't I can't and, think of one thing this guy has put out. And this this brings me back to a thing that I always noticed with Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was a guy that was a pedophile. He was a, a – a, I mean at the very least, he was very, very weird. But I think later in his life, it came to be known and it came to be understood by everyone that he was a pedophile. And a lot of people were just okay with that because why? He's good at dancing. Good at, Chris Brown I, is also Chris Brown. Very, very, very good at dancing. Like honestly, Michael level, Jack- Michael level. Right. Michael he's Jackson sort of, he's, level dancing. but he's there's like, no, he's like a Michael Jackson imitator, but he, he's also very good at dancing. So people are like, Whoa, just hold on. Yeah. He beats women and he's an asshole and yes, he's a homophobe, our culture is but he can dance. Up. Yeah. We, people get, people get a pass if they're really good at something like really you know, and dancing apparently is like Woody the Allen f- is best a, thing is to be good, good at direct, Woody Allen's a good director but you know but hang on Ed, he hasn't ahead. he hasn't had the same kind of career as Michael Jackson though like well, of course what, not. what has he put nobody out has those, nobody really has those kinds of careers anymore but he yes. he, he really is quite prolific like i'm pretty sure he's had like you know some Top I mean, ten as songs, a da- like a bunch of them. But he's prolific as a dancer. Song. Like, are we just enamored no, with dancers now? Is this Footloose? No, no, yes, no. that's my point. Yes. No, he no he sings, but he dances in all his own videos. Like he's he's really good for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's good also, at dancing. He's also good at beating nearly beating women to death and just picture, really like hitting anybody. There's a picture of the guy that he punched um, after he got punched, and he you know he got in a pretty good shot. 
and I don't feel like the, like somebody needs to beat this guy's ass. I don't I feel think like so he, too. He needs he's to like a dancer. Kick. Like I don't feel like he could be the toughest guy. I don't know how big he is, but I feel like somebody should just kick the shit out of this guy because he can't be that tough. He's just a bully. Well, he's going back to he's going um, back to prison, so hopefully he'll get his ass kicked in there. As, yeah, he. Yes. Go As, ahead. Aside from Dennis Rodman's time with the Bulls, like, have you ever known somebody who dyes their hair who's who's been a, a, a good dude or successful? I mean, has he? Uh, uh, like, think about it, like question. what Demolition Man, <laughs> like. Like punk rockers, we have to like well, omit I, punk rockers. I'm, I'm pretty sure Brad Pitt's a pacifist because he's a big stoner, and at one point he had bleached hair. He go he goes real blonde from time to time. Maybe That's it true, was but during his Gwyneth Paltrow phase, like he, he had definitely yeah, had bleached hair at some point. He had very long bleach. He almost had an ombre. <laughs> I don't know bleach bleach time. hair on a guy is 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 very odd. Yeah, if it's a oh, if it's agreed. a if it's a punk thing, that's a little different. Yeah, I'm talking about like just a dude showing up. Like if you no. you see a dude in dy- with dyed hair, like if one of my buddies just showed up with like bleached hair like that. I just yeah. I just start yeah. running like Definitely Forrest Gump. Quest- that's questionable for sure. Yeah, concur. I ha- I anyway, have to agree. It's it's friend, definitely yeah. He's he's been ordered to have therapy sessions twice a week and submit to random drug testing three times a week. So uh, that um, that'll totally fix him. He'll yeah he'll be he'll be back in the news. Yeah, he'll he'll be yeah. fine. He's there, we got nothing to worry about with that okay. guy. Next, moving on. This is this is kind of creeped me out. Um, Will and Jada Smith's thirteen-year-old uh, daughter Willow of I whip my hair back and forth. Thing. This is guys, this is super creepy. This is like the creepiest thing. Um, I, I don't know that song. No. Oh, okay. Your 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 kids probably do. Yeah, I so do recall a, a few years ago my my daughter singing along to it. Somebody took a picture of her and posted it on Instagram where she's laying, she's got her clothes on, but she's laying on a bed with a guy. It's a very intimate scene with a guy who's kind of propped up behind her, who's much older. He's 20 and she's 13 and he has his shirt off and they're on a bed. How old is she? And she's 13 years old. And so apparently somebody, some friend of hers who was in the room took the picture and posted it on Instagram and it just, it, it's just a little creepy. She's 13, he's 20, he's got his shirt off, they're on a bed. What's, what, well, yeah, it, it's a creepy looking picture. I think it's sort of more of a publicity type thing where they're like, hey, this is provocative, let's put it out there. It's a 13 year old and a 20 year old in bed together. But the th- here's the thing. What what do a twenty year old and you know like I don't feel like there you know there's any like sexual anything happening I don't get that vibe at all but at the same rate like I when I was twenty I had nothing to talk to any thirteen year old about yeah it's weird <laughs> although you know she's probably a lot more mature than a thirteen year old a she which a would girl. just make her more annoying there's nothing yeah. worse than a <laughs> <Yes>. precocious kid. <laughs> Agreed. Um, and if she's anything like her brother, Jaden Smith, she is one of the worst human beings alive, the most <laughs> annoying people. Take a look at Jaden Smith's Twitter sometime. He's like 16 and he thinks he's got the whole fucking world figured out. That guy is the worst. Also, he hangs out with the Beebs. I'd, I'd he, question he date, the parenting. One of the, Kar- one of the little Kardashian girls. Well, is that not, true? She's not little anymore. Kylie. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, he sucks. The whole family sucks. Jada Pinkett sucks. Will Smith sucks. Every movie he's ever been in has sucked. 
Yeah. Um, I I could do without any of them hearing from any of them ever again. And they no need their what. kids to be famous, right? Because and no parent would allow this unless yes. they just desperately wanted their kids to be in the limelight too. Yeah, which is so fucking weird to me. Like you have all the money in the world, I you can and you parent, can encourage your kids. Had nothing to do with this. This is a friend of. What? Sure they did. She's thirteen. Okay, they have everything they're, to do with it. They're Svengalis. They they have every everything is orchestrated. That I feel part like, of their that their I kids do. I feel like her her friend Willow's friend posted this on our Instagram, and then. Or maybe the guy did. One of them did, but it wasn't Willow who posted it. It was either the kid in the picture or the person that took the picture. Posted it also, on their Instagram yeah. and then uh, and then a little while later took it down because, you know, of all the comments. But, I mean, if Willow's not careful, she's going to be locked up at Gold Base. We're not right. going to see her again. Until yeah, there's Scientology. Hey, look, let's keep the Scientology talk to a minimum. I don't want him to come into the Dutch, <laughs> yeah, okay? Should, I don't want him we finding... Should, we, we should whisper. We should I don't want, code. We should have special Scientology code. I don't want. I don't want them finding Bachelor, li- Bachelor Baller Lifestyle World headquarters. All right, because yeah. we. I'm a little freaked out by that. We here at the Baller Lifestyle support your feet and levels. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> we totally follow all of Zenu's teachings. Also, I might be the only, like I might. I'm not a smart person, but I and. In the course of this conversation, it only just now dawned on me that it's Will and Willow and Jada and Jaden. Oh, babe, you're really slow on the uptake when it comes to names, rhyming names, names of the same, the same with the, that start with the same letters. These like you need idiots. to really catch up. Well, these these idiots, idiots. are the reason why this name Jaden is is so in uh, vogue. The worst name, Jaden. This is the reason. This this yeah. this family. This this is like the uh, the Manson yeah. family. Yeah, they make right. cheesy naming cool, and that's actually something that I wanted to talk about. Um, I'd like to start a section about bad celebrity child names. Oh, do mm-hmm. do you have? Are you prepared to offer one right now? Um, as a matter of fact, I am. Okay, let's hear it. Mariah, I'm into this. Mariah Carey and Nick Cannon, as you know or may not know, have twins. Named I didn't. I didn't know that. A boy and a girl. Their names are Moroccan, not Morocco. Moroccan. Yes. And the girl is named Monroe, as in Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> oh, <laughs> things Bogans like. <laughs> or, or, or was was she named after the? Or was she named after the Jim J. Bullock character in Too Close for Comfort? Monroe. They have to say it like ten times. Monroe. <laughs> Cosmic Cow. Right. And, um, and then more recently, Kristen Cavallari of uh, Laguna Beach and The Hills, those MTV shows, and her husband, Jay Cutler. She's quarterback an idiot for and so the is he. Bears? The Bears. Yeah, yeah. Really, surly okay. guy throws lots of interceptions. Blames it on his Bieber sec- bangs. They just had their second baby boy a few days ago, and they named him Jackson with an X. Uh, oh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Because like Jackson Jack is a name. That's a name. Jackson right. is a name. That's yeah, that's a that's, name. That's a name. That's fine. I'm fine with that. I am not a- fine with Andrew Jackson the C and the K with an X though. The X, the X is not a name. Jackson with an X is super bad. I, I want to get back to Moroccan. That's an adjective. That's you're not supposed to name Dave, your kids a descriptive Dave, word. Mariah and Nick don't know what an adjective is. That's probably true. That's probably true. 
Okay, I'm on a bit of a time crunch here, so we have to move on. Okay. Oh, our, look at you. Our favorite um, celebrity narcissists, Kim and Kanye, are getting married in Paris, France, next of week. Of course. On the 24th. Um, and their wedding invitation has been revealed. And the location just says Paris, France. It's so top secret that guests are only being filled in when they arrive at their hotel in Paris, France. Um, and so, I mean, yeah. I it, it's been wildly, wildly speculated that it's going to be at Versailles, which makes sense because it's the only place in the world that has enough gold detailing. You're talking two. about the Palace of Versailles. Yes, I am. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so that's happening next week. So there'll be, um, there'll be a lot of pictures the, the internet will be flooded with their wedding pictures come, um, the, come, come the day after the 24th of May. It's funny to me that they act like it's a big secret when it's probably like going to be on TV and it's going to be so publicized. It's, it's a secret in the sense that it's, they only want the paparazzi that they're selling it to, that's to know right. about it. Yeah. Yeah, they only want their cameras there for the show, um, and then you know, selected paparazzi. I noticed that the um, they had bad copywriting in their. Um, oh, did in they their, in their invitation? In their invitation, it said it said in the e- please join us in the eve uh, on the eve of our wedding for dinner on May twenty third at six o'clock in the evening. Oh yeah, oh. Two, there was a redundancy. How did no one yeah. pick that up? Yeah, there was two two eaves, which even a oh. junior copy editor should have been able to catch. <laughs> Multiple eaves, bad deal. Uh, it just yeah, seems so exhausting deal. being them. Like every yeah. moment it has exhausting. to be this big yeah. press release. Yeah, like I don't get it. What what's what's in it for Kanye at this point? It's just narcissism because he well, has yeah. a career. Yeah. Kim, it's Kim just is narcissism. It's it's he feels like. He has won the prize, won the trophy, and he's yeah, just going it, along. It's the, this whole thing is one big kind of like trophy parade for him. Yeah, he did. He did that song where he like called out all her yeah, ex boyfriends. Yeah, like I'm getting that ass, and it's like, well, who cares? Like, <laughs> you, you won. You yeah. don't need to like tell people that you won. If you think you won, you should just be happy that you won. <laughs> also, it's is it a contest? Yeah, and apparently and, it is. And also, I, I, can you imagine being at a, a, a wedding where all of the siblings have the letter K as a first name? No, no. I, mean, no. I would just keep I asking can't. them. Well, seriously, your I, name I, is. I found it weird that her full name, Kimberly, wasn't on the invitation. It was Kim Kardashian, and usually a wedding invitation is more formal sure. and it y- uses your full real name. Yeah, that's like a my, very, very good point. My wedding invitation, if I ever get married, will say yeah. Catherine, not Kate. Right. Because that's my name. Right. But you know. maybe, maybe her full name is My Dad Helped OJ Get Away with Murder, Kardashian. Oh, that's right. a lot to fit on. You're right. That would right. be a love of it. I, if like everyone had that K, a K name like that, I'd get a little drunk and I'd be calling people by the wrong names for sure. I couldn't keep the Chloe's and the, what's the other one called? Courtney. Courtney with a K, Kylie, Kendall, Kimberly. Yeah. Yeah. I would be super confused. And is the, the mom's a Chris, that's a K Chris. That's where it it usually emanates from the mother. The mother is like, I'm going to give my children names with the first letter that matches the first letter of my name. 
Yeah, that's lame when people do that. Okay, so let's let's move on because I I need to talk about Tori and Dean for a little while. But uh, my seg- my segue Dean. into Tori and Dean today is that, and I'm really excited about this. Jason Priestley has a memoir that's just come out, which Kate, I might, he, which I might need to read. Kate, he's signing his memoir here in Laguna oh, Beach. Shut it. At where <laughs> Baller Lifestyle World Headquarters when? is, like this, like on Thursday. I always miss everything good. On Thursday, <laughs> he's going to be at the bookstore. I would have shown, I would have made you take me to that and I would have shown yeah, up. Yeah, he's going to be at the, we would have to buy his book. <laughs> yeah, I would have had a but, photo with him. Damn it. Yeah, it, it would be <laughs> worth the 30 bucks. Yes. Kidding? It would be worth 130 bucks. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, so what's he up to? In his memoir, he talks about how Tori Spelling sold his wedding invitation to her at a garage sale she had for $5, and he (laughs) autographed it. Did she – is she – is she broke on this show? Is that the whole thing that she? Because she does work. Ha- she, I think no, this she might have broke. happened a while ago. I don't know when the said garage sale was, but um, I don't think she works. She, um, yeah, she's I, on I all these think, reality shows. They, yeah. they must she, pay her something, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean that's why she's doing this True Tory um, expose show, which, by the way, is a lot. It's way more real than I thought it was going to be. Like I've got, I no I've got longer, them all DVR. I no longer think that this was just for the cameras. And the moment that this kind of like, you know, the the moment for me was when I'm watching episode two and Tori and Dean are in the um, therapist's office in a therapist session, and he's talking about how he had a nervous breakdown prior to the film, the show starting and being filmed after. Um, after the cheating scandal came out, they were in therapy. He had an actual nervous breakdown in his therapist's office and had to be taken to UCLA Medical Center where he was placed on a 5150 and he was suicidal. And um, it was actually They have a therapy really... session on TV? Yeah, they, they, they filmed some of their <laughs> therapy sessions. What? I, um, my sister yes, was telling Dr. me. Dr. Wexler is camera ready. She's, she's into it. My sister watches it, and she was telling she, – because she's always like, have you watched it? Have you watched it? And I might not have to start watching it because a couple people in my life watch it. And she's like – I know. I told she, you you she, needed to watch this. Like, I can't believe you haven't. Yeah. She was telling me that Dean was like cooking, and he like made a sauce and like well, had her taste it. This and is she's what like, I want to talk about. Yeah. She's, she's, she's like, it's okay. Baby. And he – he like freaked out that he's like, I can't believe no, you like wouldn't like, love my sauce. She goes, it's a little, wa- it's a little watery. And he had a full <coughs> meltdown. Okay. He's a huge, gross baby. That's the yes. problem. He's and an what, adult baby. What? <laughs> that's not going to, that's a whole nother topic that I'd be oh. happy to talk about. Yeah. Um, he, he's one of these people that does something that has consequences and he's like, okay, I want to fix it. What do I need to do? And, you know, you need to do this. And he, like, can't deal with the fact that his wife is angry and hurt. So if if she acts angry or hurt at any point, like, she's let him move back into the house and they're working on their marriage. But if she acts angry or hurt at any point, he can't cope with it. And he just turns into a big baby. And he's like, why am I even here? Um, at one point, he said in therapy... <laughs> This is what he said about himself. I feel like a fat ass, small dick, zits on my back, piece of Whoa. shit. Whoa. So, 
he's having some self-esteem issues. He's a real. I mean, cat. I don't have any. I don't have any zits on my back, but I, I identify Dean Nux. <laughs> Basically, this, this is what Dean does. He he complains in therapy about after he and Tori started having kids, and they have four children under the age of seven. So she's been Jesus. pregnant basically for six yeah. years. She's been pregnant. Yeah. He complains that their sex life wasn't great. So he's basically he's basically kind of explaining away his infidelity on the fact that his sex life he wasn't great after they started having multiple children. Well, yeah, good happens. thing he decided to have kids number three and four when right. he felt his sex life was fading. But I'm yeah. sure he'll get healthy by getting therapy on TV. Yeah, it's a good idea. Apparently, after <laughs> the last child, who's like 18 months now, there was she had complications. So you know, so then their sex life suffered some more and he talks about all of this and poor i feel sorry for her she has to sit there and feel you know rejected and like she's not good enough because she's had things happen to her that were out of her control that yeah. made their sex life you know less than stellar which is how i feel it. i feel sorry for her except that she chose this guy as a mate also yeah, that's true also who saves a wedding invitation <laughs> To, like yeah. here's like um, I get invited. I get invited. If I got an invitation to Jason Priestley's wedding, I'd, it would be framed. Uh, you know he's going to have another wedding a couple years it was, later. It was actually his first wedding. Was- how did how did he how did he find out? Was he rummaging through her garage that's sale? A, I, that's a good question. Maybe the person that bought it like um, photographed it and put it online and somehow yeah, saw. I, it yeah, saw I think it, you know. I think it was in the tabloids or something. Probably. But here's here's how it goes. You get a wedding invitation. You're like, oh shit, throw this on the fridge. And then you're like driving to the wedding, and you're like, what what church is this again? Where's that? Ah oh, shit, the invitation's still on the fridge. Always. And then and then like six months later, you're like, why is this fucking invitation still on my <laughs> fridge? And you grab it and you throw it in the recycler, and that's the last you ever see. Who goes? Oh, I need to hold on to this. Like, I might have to sell this for five dollars at a garage sale at some point. Yeah, true. She <laughs> might be a pack. She might be a pack rat. She might a hoarder. be one of those she people might... that saves everything. Like Lindsay Lohan. Well, that'd be uh, surprising because she seems like she has it all together. Yeah, she totally well, does. So you know what's not together? Her yeah. cleavage. Oh yeah, she's got a weird gap cleavage, doesn't she? Big gap. What do we yeah, call she, that? She, she, refund gap. She's refund too. Gap. Uh, she she went too big on a small frame, and that's what yeah. happens. She she needs a redo She's on those. She's looking super anorexic right now with all the stress of what's going yeah. on. She's like as skinny as I've seen her in a while. So basically, Dean's back and Dean's back at home. They're working on their marriage. Things are not going well. He's sleeping in a separate room still, which he complains about. He says to her, "You know, all I'm saying is I'd like my bed back from the children because apparently when he was away for three months, <laughs> she had the two older kids sleeping with her and now he's resentful um you know he says things to her like it doesn't make you a good mom to give the kids everything they want he's criticizing uh, uh, her. he's and, right about that he's right about that don't share your bed with your children he's criticizing yeah, what? her your children need your children need their own bed don't That's bring your fine. kids into your bed i get it she's had a hard time though so we're, we're cutting her some slack okay are these um, boys or girls the kids that share a uh, bed She's got two of each. I don't know. I think it's a boy and a girl, the older ones. Anyway, like no. the, the episode ends with Dr. Wexler, their therapist, coming to the house for a home therapy session where, 
they have to read their apology letters that um, the therapist had them write apology letters to each other. And Dean reads his and Tori says that she didn't think it sounded very remorseful. And of course. she starts telling <laughs> him. Because he's all about himself. She starts telling him what she was doing the night that he was fucking around. And she's like, I was with the kids at, you know, oh. with Santa Claus or something. And we were sending you pictures. No. And the, the guilt's too much for him, and he starts. That's a having, lot of guilt. And he starts having like looking like he's going to have a nervous breakdown again. And the episode ends with Tori yelling, "We have to stop." So- he he was he was sexing Miss Goodhand while she was tending to the children at Christmas time. <laughs> Wait, do we know who he he's cheated on? Who's cheating on her with? Yeah, yeah Emily Goodhand. Although there's some question <laughs> because she's. She's impossible to find. How great would it be if if the other woman was Gabrielle Carteris? Yeah. <laughs> well, she's she's well, old enough to be, be like Dean McDermott's now. mother. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, that's, that's all I have today. Speaking of therapy, I don't want to brag, but oh, um, yes. my therapist has a guest spot on this week's Mad Men. I haven't watched it yet, that's but right. really, yeah. If you watch Mad Men, you're you will at some point i don't know how big his role is but at some point you will see a guy that knows my intimus intimist <laughs> most intimate deepest <laughs> secrets wow do you think he tells so, draper he, he, i wouldn't mind if he did like he could tell <laughs> draper some stuff about me i'd be cool with it <laughs> funny uh all, all right kate excellent job as always thank the- you audience is going to be so excited for the return of fancy oh, sauce I love my fans your fans Shout are always fans. so happy to hear from you they love having the female perspective on the show which reminds me we have we owe them another fancy sex are you i know you're on location yeah but i'll, are, I'll we, try and get another one of those up in the next couple of days okay we'll work we'll work on that we'll get fancy sex some, out to the group quest- we have some questions to answer Yep, there's a there's a new mailbox mailbox really Brian mailbag on the site right now, so a lot of stuff going on. Um, Kate, as always, excellent job. Not sure when the next time we'll have you on will be, but we we do look forward to it. Can't wait to have you on the show again. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Take Ed, yeah, excellent excellent job by you as always. Thank you. You too. Yeah, Forever. Thanks, Both of you. Yeah, Stellar. all of us. Great jobs. No wonder we're so popular. Um, let that That's going to wrap it up. And Brian, your, ho- your homework is you need to watch Dean and Tori. You need to I'm catch gonna, up for next time. I'm going to catch up, assuming we're going to have you on the show next yeah. week. And I thanks, catch thanks up. to your promoting of it, now my wife is watching the Tori <laughs> spelling show. Yay! Yes. I didn't say I I'm watching that. it. I love that. I love, love, love that. Uh, okay, for Ed Daly... For Fancy Sauce, I'm Brian Beckner. This is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.